0: On Global Flavors this week, we're having a taste of Norwegian cuisine. Nordic food has a reputation for its simplicity and you can taste the core ingredients of each dish. Norway is situated in Northern Europe and in the northern and western parts of the Scandinavian peninsula, drawing heavy influences from its neighboring countries and cuisines. This week, I'm really delighted to have Ellen Fu, the founder of Yem, a place where people can find their Nordic home and try its simple and delicious cuisine. Ellen starts with her own food story.
1: I grew up in a very small town in Norway. There wasn't a lot of diversity when it comes to the food culture and the food scene. So when I came to Hong Kong, I tried all kinds of food. It was my first time trying Thai and Japanese. Um, and I just discovered so many new restaurants, um, that I, uh, and has food that I haven't tried before. So I just, every weekend, honestly, every single day, I just wanted to try something new and I found that I couldn't really discover Nordic cuisine. Um, but, um, I still just continued to try most of the things that was around and I just was so into it. I just kept going and then. When I was with Nelson, we always try new restaurants together as well.
0: Yeah, now you were born and raised in Norway. What was it like in terms of food representation? Did you get to try a lot of different types of cuisine growing up in, in your town?
1: Um, no, not really. Um, probably just more Nordic food and also a bit more American, like burgers and pizzas. Um, and what a lot of Norwegian people do as well is that we have like taco nights on Fridays at home, but that's more like. A like tradition. Yeah, yeah, it's a tradition, but it's more like homemade. Uh, so it's mostly just Nordic food and a bit more of American cuisine.
0: Yeah. How would you describe Nordic food then?
1: I would describe Nordic food as quite healthy. It's very much based on seasonality. So uh, what's around us basically. And the winter is very long and the summer is very short. So it's very much pickled and preserved um,
0: ingredients. Um, Ellen, I'm so sorry. Something is squeaking. Maybe it's your mask. Actually, My if you don't mask? Yeah. If you don't mind, can you remove your mask? Yeah, I don't mind. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Please, please. Yes. And uh, you, you too, Nelson. Okay, Feel free right. to remove <laughs> your mask yeah. L- later as, as well. Yes. Um. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Let me, maybe I'll go back to a little bit. Yeah. How would you describe uh, Nordic food? Um, I would describe Nordic food as very healthy.
1: Um, and very much about seafood and some meat as well such as pork and deer (laughs) Um, and because our winters are so long and our summers are so short we have a lot of pickled and preserved items and vegetables too Um, as well as seafood I'm sure many of you guys have heard of herring.
0: Roam ups
1: yeah yes the the herring yes yeah so pickled herring is very popular as well so I mean, very much about healthy fats and also grains as well.
0: Yeah. Is it true that uh, in Norway people have a lot of salmon?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Almost forgot about that. Yeah. Salmon, of course. Uh, it's just because it's so, it's everywhere. So I just kind of forget about it. But yeah, salmon Cause, for sure. Because
0: we know it because it's so much, um, such a big export of Norway. We see it in our supermarkets from Norway and and everything. Yeah, yeah,
1: even yesterday as well, I was taking my mom around the grocery stores and it's like Norwegian salmon and also cod as well, seafood. So yeah, we definitely eat a lot of fish and salmon for sure. Every day, every week at home, uh, my dad makes salmon as well.
0: So yeah, what sorts, uh, what are the common uh, ingredients uh, or common spices used uh, in Nordic food? We use a lot of dill.
1: Yeah, we use a lot of dill and herbs uh, and people do tend to uh, find a very distinct flavor in dill too. It's because when you pickle ingredients and you add dill, it has kind of like that grassy flavor.
0: And yeah, I was going to say, how would you describe that? And it goes well with lemon and you need something zesty to to bring it out, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, you need something zesty to kind of bring it out because you can't just have it on its own. So that's why you bring with the pickles as well and a bit of sour a sour
0: flavor. Yeah and and how would you describe um, Nordic food to someone who's never tried it before?
1: Uh, describe Nordic food just as a whole yeah. um, I would probably just say a lot of seafood um, I would um, add a lot of grains a, a lot of bread yes a lot of bread so for breakfast and lunch we usually eat bread with seafood on top so kind of like open sandwiches. Oh
0: wow that yeah. does sound very healthy and yeah. delicious and fresh.
1: Yeah so when uh, we went to Denmark as well. We just ate open face sandwich for breakfast and lunch, and it's kind of you get your carbs, but you also get your protein as well on top and some vegetables as well. Um, it's kind of, bread is kind of like the binding element, such as rice here in Asia.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, in, here in Asia, everybody loves rice. Now it's quite cold uh, in Norway and in a lot of Scandinavian countries also. Do you have a lot of stews as well I, I I should imagine do you have a lot of hot food um or, or are the seafood always cold served cold?
1: Yeah, actually, most of the seafood is served cold in the winter because it's pickled and preserved. but we also have a couple of stews as well. For example, we have like reindeer stew. Seriously? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's quite like gamey, yes. a lot of people say. Um, but together with like potatoes and carrots, it's probably more the usual um, vegetables that we use.
0: Yeah, I've never tried reindeer before. How would you, you mentioned it's a bit gamey. How else would you describe the meat if you had to sort of compare it with um, sort of a, a, a meat that we, 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 we a more common meat?
1: Yeah, I think um it's probably somewhere between beef and lamb i would say it's a little bit gamey uh but the texture is it's quite similar to beef actually yeah but it's very delicious so if anyone ever goes to nordic countries they do have to try because it is quite like the signature
0: signature thing yeah okay can you talk us through some of your your childhood favorites um ellen
1: yeah sure um well growing up i ate a lot of brown cheese um so in norway We eat a lot of brown cheese, and it's different from the usual cheese. It's goat cheese that has been caramelized, so it's more sweet. It kind of tastes like caramel. Yeah. uh, So we put it. And how do you brown
0: the cheese?
1: Um, They they caramelize it. So when you purchase it, it's already it's already finished. Yeah.
0: Uh, So you don't have to cook it again. It's already still bought.
1: Yes. So then you just slice it and you can put it on bread together with jam, and it's yeah it's it's delicious. tastes like caramel and then you add the jam as well and then
0: it's just very sweet yeah, yeah. It, can you buy it in hong kong
1: um we can get it from a swedish supplier yeah okay yes. so it is
0: available for some of our listeners who may not have tried caramelized cheese i like caramel. like cheese i think the, the the two sound quite quite nice together um yes. what else are your, some of your childhood favorites that you can share with our listeners
1: yeah i also ate a lot of meatballs growing up too um uh, meatballs and potatoes i'm sure a lot of people heard about like the ikea ikea meatballs um but yeah um we did eat that like every like some Fridays as well because it was kind of like a treat with potatoes and lingonberry jam and that combination yeah, yeah that's something that i definitely really missed as well obviously you can get at ikea but it's not the same homey homey feeling
0: yeah um and um so in in, in this week's episode we, we talked a little bit more about ellen's favorite and childhood favorites and some of the f- uh, flavor profiles In next week's global flavors uh ellen will be able to share some of the the, the signature dishes uh, that our hong kong uh, 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 audience like and also she can also talk a little bit more about different dishes that perhaps we can even try out at home Let's relay CIBS. We are all broadcasters. My
2: name is Faisal and you guys can call me Bubu Faisal. I'm a Pakistani Hong Konger and a basketball coach. The CIBS gave us opportunity to share our own stories and experience in our own language. And the experience was really amazing.
0: CIBS is now open for applications, and you could be the next broadcaster.
3: RTHK will provide funding and support.
0: So, to apply, please visit CIBS.RTHK.hk. The submission deadline is Thursday, the 1st of June. RTHK. 95 years of public service broadcasting. CIBS. We are all broadcasters. Many thanks once again to Ellen Fu from Yem, and we'll hear more of her global flavor story in next week's episode. And a quick look at the weather forecast for today. It'll be mainly cloudy with one or two showers, bright periods during the day, moderate to fresh easterly winds, occasionally strong offshore. And the outlook mainly cloudy in the next few days. And it's 24 degrees Celsius at the moment, and the relative humidity is at 78%. <music> It's 10.30 in the news update with Andrew
4: Sharofsky. A public hospital doctor says COVID-19 is still prevalent in the community, especially among the elderly and small children. Pediatrician Mike Kwan says just because Hong Kong has dropped its COVID restrictions doesn't mean the virus is no longer a threat, especially to the young and the old who've never caught the virus nor had a jab. Unionist legislator Lam-Chun Singh says new guidelines on preventing heat stroke at work give more details to employers on how to better protect their workers. The guidelines, along with a three-tier warning system, take effect from next Monday. But Mr. Lam questioned the government's classification of workers who are eligible for extended rest periods, saying some of those labeled as having light physical workloads may in fact work in extremely hot environments. And the leader of the Canadian province of Alberta has asked Prime Minister Justin Trudeau for federal help as nearly 100 wildfires continue to burn across the area. Nearly 30,000 people have been forced to leave their homes. We'll have more on these and other stories at 11 o'clock.
2: Someday sitting on your back porch and I came on with a couple of chords and I played for you. You let me keep you entertained With stories I exaggerate That you know aren't true And as you sit there Making daisy chains And I throw in a hand grenade And tell you how it is I really feel for you I'm sending Postcards from my heart With love for a postmark And then You'll know that you make feel like we've been caught, like kids in the schoolyard again. And I can't keep it to myself, can't spell it any better, L-O-E-E forever. I hope you'll know that I'm sending a postcard. I don't care who sees what I've said, or if who knows what's in my head. Got away on a bicycle that your daddy made, but not made for two. Then we sat out on your rocking chair, you with a flower in your head that I found for you. to see or say the words that torture me but inside I know exactly how I feel the things that I can't say out loud I'll find a place to write it down I hope that they will find you in the end I'm sending postcards from my
3: Councils are supposed to serve the people in the districts, but the Councils were sabotaged and disrupted. They got sick and could not function properly. Now it's time to heal and get the District Councils back on track to improve district governance. District councillors are to make constructive suggestions to the government, improve the community environment, and listen to the people's views. The District Councils can and should function well for the people. Improve district administration, build a better community, Voter registration is now open.
0: I want to sign up as a geographical constituency elector. How can I do that?
3: Hong Kong permanent residents who are holding an identity document, ordinarily residing here in Hong Kong, and are 18 years old on or before the 25th September this year are eligible to be registered as electors. Simply download the application from the website, vr.gov.hk, or pick one up from district offices, management offices of public housing estates or the registration and electoral office complete the form and return it to the registration and electoral office don't forget to provide address proof for more details visit vr.gov.hk or call the registration and electoral office hotline at 2891-1001 the deadline for new applications is june 2nd register now Terrifying myself
5: again, cake to make up, and a little lost. These reactions are relentless, abandoning the permafrost. Who am I fooling with? I gotta live. the point they're lonely to exist I lost my Hello.
0: When I lost my faith in you. Robbie Williams on Radio 3 and the song is Lost, and we started this half hour with James Blunt with postcards. Time is now ten forty-one. You're listening to brunch. My name is Noreen May, and I'll be right here with you until twelve o'clock this afternoon. And right now what you're hearing is <laughs> Jadoo Heart with Cocoon. I truly fear. Ozark Henry featuring Elisa with We're Incurable Romantics. I wonder what it's like to be an incurable romantic or to date someone who's an incurable romantic. We'll have to ask Andrew Dambina when he joins us just after the 11 o'clock news if he's a romantic man and Wines and dines his missus, since he's our Tuesday reporter. Ten minutes before the 11 o'clock news, this is Jake Shears with Too Much Music. I still have to apologize, my nose is still blocked. Let me try it again, Too Much Music by Jake Shears.
6: I've got to learn something from my mistakes and now she only-